I don't know if they're ready for our energy today, fellas. Everybody all right? Everybody straight? Let's eat. Family on three. One, two, three. Happy basketball season to everyone listening. This is Mike Hopkins, the founder of PCBB1917.com, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Friartown Fan Voice podcast for the 2016-17 season. The season gets underway for Providence officially in about a month when they take on Vermont at the Dunkin' Donuts Center on November 14th. It's an exciting time of year with college basketball season practice uh, underway for pretty much everyone by now, certainly officially the last couple weeks. Uh, real games are just around the corner, and the Big East had their me- annual media day at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday, October 11th, and I have plenty of audio from the day as I was able to attend. Uh, I'm going to share some audio with you from Ed Cooley and all four Providence players who are in attendance. So let's jump right in with Ed Cooley first. Uh, this first clip will be him discussing uh, life after Chris Dunn. Uh, it's good and bad. The good part is everybody else has got to play. The bad part is everybody else got to play. <laughs> he made you look like a good coach. But no, we're excited about this year's team. Rightfully so. I probably would have picked us right at the same spot. We got to earn our way up. Uh, we got to find out what our identity is, and we're not there yet. Uh, but it's a fun group. We're an athletic group, and I think we'll I think we'll develop fine. Uh, next up, Cooley talks about the pieces on this year's team. I expect Kyron to lead the league in assists. I expect him, his numbers uh, offensively to triple. Um, I think he has a chance to be an all-conference guard. Malik White uh, is coming along great, uh, a freshman point guard we have that we bought in. Uh, his role, Rodney Bullock's role, will be really, really big. Uh, Isaiah Jackson is the Swiss Army knife, and I mean, he does everything. And I mean, he may even cook for you. <laughs> he is he's a really uh, solid uh, piece to us, and um, I'm just excited to get this going. We're the unknown. We're the complete unknown. Nobody, nobody knows who we are, but the Big East this year, to me, is the best it's been since the new realignment from top to bottom. Everybody's good. All the coaches are established. A lot of postseason experience. Uh, national championship team in our conference. I think Georgetown and Creighton should take a major, major, major step nationally, not just in our league. Uh, so see where the Friars end up. And after that little riff on the Big East at the end, Cooley was asked then, how Villanova winning the national championship, uh, how that, what that meant for the Big East? Well, I, I think it's great for our conference because there are a lot of naysayers when the new realignment, and a lot of the naysayers I'm looking at right in this building, <laughs> right? You know, how good can the conference be? What is the conference like? I think all we've done was have average five teams in a tournament, half the league, right? Mm-hmm. For three straight years, win a national championship, have lottery picks. Last time I checked, the Big East was doing unbelievable. Thanks, Coach. Off the court. And then uh, after discussing uh, Villanova's national championship, uh, the topic of the national anthem protests going on around the sports world in the U.S. right now was brought up, something that was discussed by a lot of different coaches um, on media day. And uh, Cooley had these next two clips are, are sort of reactions to that and, and what he is going to be doing with his team and what they've already done in terms of educating. 
Oh, we, we, we talk about it. It's the elephant in a room right now in, in, in the landscape of uh, athletics. Um, I personally have my beliefs with the national anthem, of which I talk to my team about. I'm a big believer that the United States is the best place in the, in the, in the world to live. But at the same time, if our kids are going to protest, you've got to educate them on why. So you don't want them to be uneducated on injustices everywhere. I have a deep belief in our patriotism, you know what I mean, from people who protected our freedom and what it stands for. Is there injustices? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But if our kids do protest, they will be supported by me. What we've talked about, you know, we've showed them uh, clips. Uh, Real Sports did something. Uh, we've given them articles to read. And we've talked about it. I mean, you've got to talk about it. It's what's going on. You know, we've talked about it as a conference. We've talked about it as a school. Um, I think the more educated they are, the, the, the more they're able to express themselves. That's the one thing about democracy. I feel like I'm running for a cabinet or something here. But <laughs> democracy allows you the freedom to express yourself. And they're going to express themselves. You know, for me to say you can't do that, that's not my job. That's not my, my job is to protect those kids, but educate them. And then after getting into uh, that topic, he was asked about the Big East again, gave another uh, answer on the Big East. It's the best conference. You know, um, we've said that from day one. Uh, we compete against the best teams in the country. We want to compete against the best teams in the country. Uh, we recruit at an elite level as an as a, as a, as a organization with the Big East. Um, having won a national championship in our league, is, it validates it, but at the same time, it's expected. You know, you should, you should compete for championships. You should compete for the best players in the country. Um, and we're still in Madison Square Garden. And I think it adds a lot to our brand. It really does. Everybody's trying to get in this place. Everybody. Every conference in the country wants their tournament here. This is our... Uh, next up is Cooley on the challenge of moving on after losing Chris Dunn and Ben Bentel. For, from a coach's standpoint, it gives you agenda when you lose those players. Uh, but it's also somebody else will emerge. You know, somebody else will emerge. That, that's my challenge is how do I maximize this group? How do we as a staff get these guys to have more confidence, believe in, a, believe in something that nobody expects us to do? And we've been in this situation before. We've every year we're picked, I don't know, fifth, sixth, seventh, two of the last Big East champions, two of the last have come from under fifth place preseason pick, right? I think Seton Hall was seventh maybe. I think we were sixth, and Villanova won it last year, two years ago. Next up, Cooley was asked who has been standing out so far uh, of the returning players and with some of the new guys who have come in. Yeah, uh, Rodney Bullock is really coming along. I think the most improved player in the league is going to be Kyron Cartwright. I really do. Why so? He's just got that... He's got that it. Right now, he's got that look in his eyes, and we'll coach this team to be chippy, edgy, physical. And I remember, we're the ninth place team. What about the new guys who has emerged out of that? Uh, they're still figuring it out. They're, they're trying not to get yelled at right now. They're, you know, uh, they're, they're doing well. We have a great addition in Isaiah Jackson, who uh, is going to help us in a lot of different ways, stat stuffer, uh, low-key motivator, tough. Um, I like my team. I just don't know how good we are. You know, that's just the God's honest truth. Uh, then Cooley was asked uh, about how competitive playing in the Big East is night in and night out. The game's coming down to the last four minutes in 95% of Big East games. 
You know, they're not too many blowouts. The coaches are too good. The players are too good. You're not, you're not going to have too many blowouts. It'll be days where the ball don't go on the rim and you do get kicked pretty good, but for the most part, it's coming in the last four minutes. You've got to be a really good manager in the last four minutes. Not a coach. You've got to manage your talent. Then Cooley talked about the makeup of his roster and what he thinks are some of their strengths going into the season. With a lot of interchangeable pieces, that's why I say that. You know, we're a 6-7, Guys can play two through five, you know, put a pressing unit out there, hold and grab, kick, scratch. Um, this team will be really, really feisty. Sounds, I hope. Sounds like you have a lot to... We have more depth. This is the most depth we've had since I've been there. Uh, we have a lot of guys, but how good are we? I don't know that yet. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know that yet, especially in this league. No off night here, boy. You better strap up, or it's going to be a long night. Chris, the size in the front court? Is, 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 uh, honestly, I don't worry about size. If you're tough, figure it out. I don't worry about that. Compete on the glass because you may have an advantage somewhere else in the game. You know, I don't worry about size at I mean, all. The final thing from Cooley was a question that I actually asked him, riffing off a quote from uh, Nate Lehman. They've both been at Providence for the same amount of time, entering their six seasons. And I said there was a little bit of a mirroring with a lot of turnover, a lot of new players on the hockey team and obviously the basketball team. And so I asked Coach Cooley about the importance of having the culture that he's established and how that will help with the, the, the integrating the new players into Providence and all that they're trying to do. You saw our shirts. It's all about culture matters to us. You know, that's it's on a lot of our stuff. Um, and it is, you know, and it's just not winning on the court. It's what are you doing in the community? Uh, are you appreciative? Are you giving back? Um, how you represent our brand, you know, uh, that to me is culture, you know, and winning, winning, that establishes a culture as well. So that was it from Cooley. He was once again a very good interview. A lot of good quotes uh, came out of that little session that we had standing around the table uh, listening to him. Uh, he actually also had quite a crowd around him for that. Uh, so next up we're going to jump into Kyron Cartwright. Uh, he was... Um, asked, my first question to him was uh, stepping into a larger role on and off the court and how he thinks he's prepared for that. I definitely think I've been prepared for it. Yeah, um, you know, I've been through a lot of Big East games already, played a lot of minutes. You know. coach, coach put a lot of trust in me, you know, a lot of confidence. You know, um, I think you know, as the you know preparation goes along, I think that they'll have me ready to take over. And then next up, he was asked about how mixing in the new guys has gone. I mean, definitely. I mean, my my freshman year, we came in with six freshmen, and you know, we it was it was definitely you know not a not not a struggle, but it was a challenge. And I think that this year, obviously, with freshmen and stuff like that, it's going to be a challenge, but. If they buy in and accept the challenge, I think we could be really good. I mean, it just all depends if they, they're willing to buy into it. Next up, he's asked how the new guys have looked so far in practice. Yeah, I think the even though it's only been a week, I think they've come along a long way already. You know, we got some great pieces, some great teammates, and uh, I, think, I think they're going to do pretty well this year. And then I asked him, uh, in addition to the new guys, what kind of an advantage it is having some of the new guys be people like Isaiah Jackson and Emmett Holt who have already played college basketball? Obviously, I played before. I mean, they have a lot of knowledge. You know, they've been coached on certain stuff. 
which means, you know, it's not raw. They're not raw when they come in. You don't have to teach them the basics first, you know. I mean, they're pretty much advanced. They, they play just like we played before, just not in biggest games. And the final thing from Cartwright uh, was on expectations and how he believes they need to hold all the new guys accountable and can't make excuses. Yeah, I mean, not a developmental year, not at all. I mean, you know, we, I mean, they're technically freshmen, but we, we don't, we don't call anybody by freshman or anything like that. We hold them accountable just like every other teammate. Just because they're young, we, we don't expect less from them. No, we push them, and, uh, you know, to get them to strive to become better. I mean, just just because they're young, we're not we're not giving any excuses. That was Kyron Cartwright, who was arguably the sharpest dressed player. I don't know if you saw his suit. You can go over to my Instagram page, uh, PCBB1917 email, uh, Instagram account. Uh, posted a picture, I think Bob Driscoll, a bunch of other pictures up that day of Cartwright and his black shirt, white suit coat with black lapel. He looked pretty sharp, although he did tell me he thinks Ryan Fizikas was looking the best. He had a, a blue suit with a blue vest and a white pocket square and, and the brown shoes. He was giving uh, Fizikas a little credit there. Uh, the next player we're going to hear from is Rodney Bullock. Uh, Bullock is Providence's leading scorer returning from last season. And I asked him how he felt being able to come back and finally play last year after missing the first year with suspension and then this past year tearing his ACL. Man, it felt great, man. It felt unreal. Like, it's like this is my, your mom taking your video games for you from a year and you just coming back and getting it back again and getting it back in shape and starting to play again. It's just an unreal experience. And then uh, I asked him how entering his fourth year of college how he thinks he's grown uh, after being in college ready for three years. I grew immensely, man, just, uh, just, uh, just being a, a better student, uh, becoming a better athlete, just realizing how, how tough it is to make a transition. And now I feel like, uh, I'm, I'm, like I'm ready for a full season. And, uh, I'm a lot of prepare my body, and I'm just a smarter person in the world. And then I asked uh, Rodney about how, how having uh, Coach Ivan Thomas in the program the last couple of years, this year uh, being a full-time assistant, how that has uh, has been for him with Ivan Thomas being his high school coach before he came to Providence. Uh, man, it's been, it's been uh, amazing, man. A lot of people don't get that, man. Your high school coach, your head coach coming to play with you, uh, coming to coach you after, after, after he coached you in high school. I mean, we had a lot of memories in high school uh, getting to the tournament, the state tournament, and... Uh, it's just, it's just special. Something that made you feel more comfortable with him being here? Uh, definitely. I mean, uh, just somebody to look up to the sidelines. I mean, when, you, when you, uh, you're not playing good, it just uh, keeps you up when, you, when, you, when you're playing bad. And then I asked, uh, with Rodney only having played one year of college so far, uh, what the, the biggest difference he noticed from being in a college game and playing at the high school level? Uh, aggressiveness and uh, physicality. I mean, I'm already an aggressive player, but you, uh, I mean, in high school, I mean, you might get some aggressive games, but I mean, uh, just coming here, I feel like every every game in the Big East is a grind. Like, you, you got to come to play. You got to have that chip on your shoulder to be a, uh, uh, come out there and be a top player. Next, I asked Rodney, uh, transitioning from last year being just one of the guys to this year being one of the guys and becoming a leader on this team. I've been trying. I mean, I've been trying my best to be the, uh, the best leader I can be on this team, to be more vocal. And uh, this year, I mean, I, I felt like this summer I worked a lot on my uh, uh, ball handling, putting the ball on the floor, uh, be trying to be more consistent, and 
I just can't wait to get out there this year. Uh, show, show people how I'm. And then next, uh, I asked Rodney what the strength of this team is. Interchangeable pieces, uh, a lot of people that can play different positions, and uh, and uh, our speed, I think we're real fast this year. Next and final thing from Rodney, I asked him uh, the importance of having pretty much the entire team there for at least one of the summer sessions. A lot of the guys were there for both of the summer sessions this year. And I asked him how important it was having a lot of new players coming in this year that they were able to get a jump start in the summer. Yeah, I think it helped us. Uh, I think it helped us immensely, uh, just uh, chemistry. Uh, there's a lot of young guys. We got like two or three young guys, and uh, I felt like it really helped our uh, – our chemistry on the floor because we got a lot of players that haven't played with each other. I mean, only people that really play with each other is me, Ryan, and uh, Kyron, I believe. And uh, I feel like we, uh, we're gelling pretty well together right now in this part of the uh, early season of practice. And that was Rodney Bullock. Uh, again, Providence's returning scorer. I think the Friars are going to obviously be looking to him, along with Kyron Cartwright, to be the two players to step up and be leaders both on and off the court. Uh, the next person we're going to hear from is... Uh, sophomore, six foot eight shooter Ryan Fizikas. Uh Fizikas, again, I said, looking pretty sharp. I thought, but you know, I would have given the edge to Cart, right? But that's just me. Uh, Fizikas, uh, the first thing, first clip, um, reaction to being picked ninth by the league's coaches. Um, looking for it's just going to give us more of a chip on our shoulder. Um, we're a real unknown team, so we got a, really, a lot of young guys, some new guys coming in. So, I mean, I think it's just something to put on our shoulder and go out every night and play hard. The next thing I asked him was how important he felt it was having a year under his belt now after uh, after being in high school and how the difference between college basketball in high school basketball. I think uh, having that first year under my belt is a relief off my shoulders. I mean, I'm kind of more calm with the ball when you get it. Like when you're a freshman, you're kind of like top table. You just throw it. You don't want to touch it. But I think this year, I know I know how the system works, how we run things around here. So I think it, I mean just really stress free and not worrying about too much. The next thing from Fizikas was a question a lot of people probably were wondering, and I was a little bit surprised even when I followed up with him about how much weight he lost, but how, how he felt that the, getting mono really derailed what was starting off as a pretty really solid freshman season. He was shooting you know, nearly 50% from three-point uh, three line and was starting, I think, the first nine games. So um, just I asked him about... Um, how the how getting sick and then injuring his hand how all that all affected his freshman season. Um, I mean, I'm shooting the ball real well, and then just unfortunately I got mono, and after that I just kept getting sick. My body couldn't uh, handle like just all. How much weight did you lose? I lost like 20, 25 pounds. So it was going into the off season. I knew I had to get stronger. I had to put that weight back on. And I just had to get back to shooting consistently and work out my game from there. And you were 20 to 25 pounds. That's, uh, that's a massive amount. Probably all the weight he worked so hard coming into his freshman season to put on his body, melting away because of mono. Uh, the next thing was, uh, again, I asked him just, uh, I think we heard from, from Bullock on this, the importance of having the players come in over the summer and have a chance to kind of get together before practice started. 
Yeah, we we all kind of made the decision. We're going to stick around, and make sure everyone's working hard uh, for this upcoming season. And then uh, I asked him how the first week of practice was going, uh, the, the level of competitiveness with uh, with a pretty balanced roster. I mean, this first week of practice, I mean, it's been real competitive. Uh, we all just sell out and you know, we run our roles. Um, I mean, we, we got some new guys, so things aren't going to go as smooth as you want them to be, but we're all chipping in, helping them out. So I think we're going to be a really tough team this I think Fizik is uh, poised for a pretty good sophomore season. Uh, he looked like he was uh, definitely a little bit um, anxious to, to get out there, even just talking to him. Uh, the, the final player we're going to hear from is probably one of the players people know the least about uh, from last year's team because he didn't play, and that's Isaiah Jackson, who sat out last season as a transfer from George Mason. He played there for his freshman season before opting to leave after uh, – the Patriots fired their head coach. Um, so I asked Isaiah initially just how he feels just being able to now play this year. It's a great relieving feeling, to be honest, uh, to be able to go out here, get a chance and compete uh, and practice and in the future and in games. It's a great experience. And then uh, what he took from his year having to sit. Experience, uh, learning, uh, watching a lot of games and seeing how the Big East is played, uh, especially uh, is a big help to my game this year. So just me learning uh, and watching is something that's going to be very helpful for me. Next up, uh, I asked him, someone who has the unique experience of having played already in the Atlantic 10 and having watched a lot of Big East games last season from the bench and up close, the how he would compare the two leagues. East league is probably played different, uh, different style. Probably maybe the strength in this league compared to the Big East is, uh, I mean, the strength in this league compared to the A10 is probably like the strength and size. So, um, but I feel like I fit great in this league. Uh, my versatility, my strength, that uh, I also that that I've gained uh, is something that's going to help me. And then I asked him uh, what he brings. I, I told him that Coach Cooley earlier referred to him as a Swiss Army knife, and whether I asked him whether he, he agreed with that as an assessment of his game. I'm very versatile. Um, I, I can do everything on the court, rebound, defend, shoot. Um, I motivate uh, my teammates. I'm a leader, so I, just, I do a little of everything. So yeah, that's, that's my job, uh, to do everything I can possible to help the team win. And then the final thing from Jackson, uh, I asked him what the biggest adjustment was going to be from last year. Having sitting sitting out, you know, not being able to travel on the road, only really practicing and doing rehab on his foot, to now becoming a, a full time player, someone who actually be able to travel with the team and obviously playing games. I'm back used to the uh, the grind of a, a, a full college basketball season um, with school and just being motivated daily to um, continue to work hard on and off the court uh, as far as basketball and with school um, because a lot of people don't know uh, what athletes go through as far as the traveling and having to um, 
do like classworks on trips and just getting motivated. So that's probably like one of the biggest things that um, the adjustment that I have to make with playing this year because I didn't have to travel last year. So I was able to go to practice and then go right to my room and get my work done. So, But now like I might be on a trip and have to get work done. And I might be tired, but I still have to get that work done. So at the end of the day, the biggest adjustment is to the traveling I have to do and focusing on school and basketball at the same time. So that'll do it from the audio from Big East Media Day. Uh, just to run down uh, some things, maybe you've, I'm sure you've already seen it by now, but the coaches' poll was, in fact, with Villanova number one, unanimous. Xavier number two, Creighton, Georgetown tying for, uh, sorry, Creighton three, Georgetown, Seton Hall tying for fourth, Butler six, Marquette seven, St. John's inexplicably eighth, Providence ninth, DePaul, unfortunately for them, in a very familiar place in 10th place. Uh, Josh Hart, who was one of the heroes for Villanova's team last year, uh, one of the top returning players, was in fact named the preseason player of the year by the coaches. And uh, Shamari Pons, a name that Providence fans will be familiar with, for, uh, former recruit of the Friars. Uh, he opted to stay home and play for St. John's, was selected as the preseason freshman of the year. Uh, that's kind of the business from uh, Big East Media Day. Uh, just personally, it was the first one I was able to go to, and it was pretty cool that this was the year that they decided to do it on the, on the court in the arena and not just in uh, kind of like a, a conference room setting so um just being able to just you know sit three feet from the court was kind of cool uh being able to hear from um the panel of coaches uh and chris mullen with uh, bill raftery pj carlissimo and uh, jim calhoun with mullen talk about the 35 years of the biggest tournament at the garden that'll be a big theme that you'll be hearing all year about um and then um Hearing from Val Ackerman do kind of give her state of the Big East speech, um, and and uh, someone from from Madison Square Garden was also there to speak, which um, speaking to the bond of the Big East and the building um, where they're hoping to have another thirty five years or more. Um, so that was just kind of cool to be there. I'm glad I was able to go and bring some audio back to share with you all. Um, this was uh, hopefully the first of many podcasts this season. I'm hoping to be able to carve out some time to uh, inform you on different things, give my opinions, uh, break things down, maybe bring on some guests, maybe you get a co-host. We'll see how things go. Um, so this will hopefully be the first of many. You can follow. Uh, obviously, I'll post this on the website uh, and Twitter, but also you can subscribe on iTunes. The Friartown Fan Voice podcast is already on iTunes. You can subscribe there. Uh, I also upload to Podomatic.com, so you can find me there and, sub- and subscribe, uh, get notified when new episodes are posted. And uh, hopefully you keep reading it. We're, this year we came, uh, we're over a million views all time, so I'm really appreciative for everyone who has uh, gave us a click and read the website over the last, since uh, late January 2014 when uh, kick things off. Um, so just... Uh, Stay tuned. Hopefully you'll be hearing a lot more of these uh, podcasts. I'll hopefully be doing uh, a season preview, whether I break it up into a non-conference and a Big East or just to do a full season preview or whatever I end up doing, hopefully something within the next week or two. Uh, Providence will have a closed scrimmage at some point, as well as their uh, exhibition game at the Dunkin' Donuts Center 
uh, I believe it's October 29th against Carleton University from Canada. They uh, they are pretty good. Um, Cooley did sort of joke that he expects to lose that game, uh, but they did beat Wichita State um, this past summer. So they're 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 a pretty legitimate team. So it'd be interesting to see a game like that as opposed to uh, you know kind of a pushover D two school, um, especially with a new a new team like this with a lot of a lot of uh, unknowns really as Cooley sort of put it that that this team is sort of the unknown. Nobody really knows what to make, and obviously the coaches. Picking them ninth is is sort of an indication of that, and acknowledging how much the 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 roster has lost from last season with two guys who are now drafted into the NBA. Um, so that'll do it. Um, almost at a ha- the half hour mark here, so trying to keep it fairly short. Um, but thanks for listening, and uh, keep going to the website. Follow me on Twitter at pcbb. Follow me on Instagram at pcbb nineteen seventeen dot. And then the website, pcbb1917.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Friartown Fan Voice Podcast. And I will see you hopefully at the dunk this year. Stay classy, Friartown.